0: Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be.
1: Hi, Elise, and thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Great. Okay, so I'm just going to set up a little context for everybody and that is that you came to me a few months ago and you had been given the challenge by your boss of taking over their role but only on an interim position and you had to essentially prove yourself in order to earn that position full time. So a lot has happened since since then even though it's been a short time. So let's just jump in and I, I will just say from my perspective when you came in, you were kind of quiet, um, you were anxious, you were eager to please other people, and there's still that warm person inside of you, but there is now also a confident powerhouse inside of you from my perspective. But I want to hear what's happened for you. And we haven't had this conversation yet because you're still, you know, in the program. We haven't quite you almost graduated, but so I'm excited to hear this conversation and I'm really grateful that you're willing to share it with others. And I, I know I'm babbling, but I'm going to turn this over to you in just a minute. Most people, when they get the kind of role that you got, they get told something like, just fake it till you make it. And what really happens, and you know, is that we just keep faking and we just keep faking and we just keep faking and the confidence doesn't magically happen. And then we end up with massive imposter syndrome. So thankfully, that's not where you are because you did something different, but why don't you just start off with telling me about, we're going to start with your journey about what you might have tried before this, if you tried anything at all. So you tell me. Yeah, I definitely tried reading,
0: you know, those motivational books or like even like the emotional intelligent books to try to learn how to change my thoughts and become a better manager. And I guess not fake it because I hated faking it. (laughs) I've listened to podcasts. I've even read blogs from successful people and what they've done. It's motivating at first, but it's so hard to implement it and figure out how to do it to yourself. And you're like, cool, they did it. But how do I do that for myself? So it was very demotivating. And I kind of constantly thought, cool, I'm just never going to be like them. I'll just fake it. It's fine. Everyone else thinks I'm doing a good job. So,
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's what you tried. and. It obviously hadn't stuck enough. You just got the motivation. What was your life like that? Like your mental health, your emotional health, your the way you spent your time. Just just go back to then. It, before this,
0: I I didn't understand work life balance. It was work, 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 and keep your head down and keep grinding, and eventually it'll pay off. Or eventually I'll get the self confidence that I know what I'm doing. I was very stressed out because of that and almost burnt out. And I didn't realize how much I was taking on my emotional toll on my relationships because I was so tired. I didn't want to do any activities after work. I just wanted to veg out and kind of turn off my brain. I, because I was working so hard and not really seeing any progress or, you know, from my boss, I guess, praise and stuff, I was constantly self-doubting myself and wondering, Am I worthy enough for this job? Can I do this job? And then, like you had said, everyone just says, "Oh, just fake it till you make it." It's fine. So I just kept putting on a smile and wondering if I'm the right person for this. The self doubt sucked, and I didn't realize how I don't know the correct word for this, but just not really authentic. My relationships were with my peers, my coworkers they were very at face value because i was very quiet and i kept to myself and i thought i was open but it was more i just reflected and made it all about them and then would leave and not really retain anything because i was constantly worried about what i was saying <laughs> yeah it was constant
1: worry constant struggles and constant stress <laughs> and what you haven't mentioned and i hope it's okay if i mention because i also think it's important you were also in a unique physical challenge because you were pregnant and are yep. pregnant. <laughs> yep, I am. That raging hormones, man, takes
0: even more of a toll in that you just kind of go to an interpersonal struggle wondering, is this a normal feeling? Or is it just because I'm pregnant? Or how do I overcome this before my daughter's here? <laughs> so I can stay calm for her because I didn't want to be how I grew up where it was constant yelling or, you know, creating traumas
1: for myself that I'm still learning how to fix. And you didn't know me when you first began this. No. What were some concerns you had about working with us?
0: I was very nervous to be raw and real and have to come to terms or call myself out in front of other strangers and being like, hey, this is my interpersonal struggles that I've never even shared with my best friends or let alone have a hard time even with my husband. It's always, you know, I was always told to put on the pretty face and everything's fine and perfect. So how can I go to these random strangers and say, this is what's wrong with me. This is what I think is wrong with me. I need help in this. And like being real and kind of overcoming that as, yeah, it was really scary and wondering what the judgment was going to be.
1: And what did you find once you did that?
0: <laughs> oh, life changing. It, I the very first we have these weekly meetings with all these empowering women and I was vulnerable and I said, "Hey, here's a situation going on in my life. I don't know how to steer it and help my mental <laughs> level to be able to overcome the situation." And everyone was just open arms. Some of the girls even it made me feel so good to realize that they were going through some of the same struggles and they started admitting it too. And then to hear how you were like, "It's okay, it's fine. There's it's judgment-free." It wasn't a big deal, and so it made it not a big deal to me to be open like that, and it ended up helping me solve situations that I've been trying to solve my entire
1: life. Wow. Okay, so give us an example. Can you can you give us an example or two of situations yeah. you've been trying to solve your whole life?
0: Absolutely. I, before this, I was very sensitive at work with criticism or, you know, wondering I. It, the stress allowed me to have such a negative thought sometimes at my boss or my work and didn't know how to admit that. And it let alone admit that I was sensitive. I was taking things personally and opening up to you guys and giving a situation where I was constantly being micromanaged. I was terrified to admit that to anybody, and you' were like, it's not that big of a deal. She just wants to be a part of this. So let's figure out your thought process so you can get to a higher frequency and not let it affect you. I was like, oh, that's the steps. Okay, I can do that. So it made it very approachable and very easy. It wasn't some crazy challenge that I was didn't know if I was going to be able to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: And when you say frequency, you're talking like the, the emotional feeling you were in, the state of feeling you were in. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't want you to have to fake calm. We didn't want you to have to fake any of that and go in there like most people do, angry, resentful, nervous, whatever it is and then have to fake that conversation. So we got you to a place, like you just said, where you felt good going in. And then you had the tools to have that conversation. And then the best I could sleep after.
0: (laughs) I wasn't up all night stressing about it, wondering if I handled the situation right or if I could have said something differently or if I had snapped. Like there was no guilt, there was no stress. It was just peace at night. And that was unbelievable.
1: So what has been one of the outcomes of you being able to have what used to be really difficult conversations and now being able to do that with ease.
0: The confidence just with anybody, either whether it's with my family or relationships, I am no longer having anxiety going into a conversation because I now know that they're okay to have. And I now have the tools to where I'm not coming in necessarily attacking like I probably was and thinking, oh, I sound so sweet, but I was using attacking words to other people. So it's been nice to kind of, take a step back, take a breath, ground myself before I have that conversation. So I can either ensure I'm coming across loving or welcoming to them and not necessarily judging them because I didn't understand that some of my wording was judging them. And it's been so nice. I, I found I'm able to have better conversations with a lot of people and them opening up more even with my coworkers a lot of them have been coming to me if they had family problems and never would have
1: thought they would have trusted me that way okay so speaking of family what's we talked a little bit about business changes what's happened in your home life
0: my home life well it it's definitely helped me process And accept a lot that's happened to me growing up with like parents, you know, we all have our different issues with our parents and it's helped me have confidence to have conversations with them and me not stressing out once again and constantly worrying, oh my gosh, my mom's upset at me because I had told her I set a boundary and I always felt guilty for that. And now I know it's, it's not a bad thing to have a healthy boundary and that's a them problem if they have that issue Or with my, I have a 17-year-old stepson and teenagers are our journey for sure. But I now understand I can't, sometimes I was overhelping because I just wanted to help or share advice. And now I just let him be. And our relationship has completely changed to where he's no longer angry sometimes or, you know, wanting to leave the house, you know, just, and I was like, I was just trying to help. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to do. And now I'm like, yeah, he'll figure it out. He needs me. He needs me. He'll ask.
1: And it's allowed him to just be himself. And how, how does that change how you two
0: interact? Oh, the house is so much different. There is so much peace. There is, I have a confidence in our relationship at first. I was always struggling with because coming in and being a step parent as a teenager, they don't need you. So you're like, okay, where can I fit in? I'm not, a, I'm not the mom, but I feel like I should want to help you. You know, I always want to please people and self-help. So I, Took a step back and this process helped realize like they've got to figure it out. If they want advice, they'll
1: ask for it. Don't just openly give it to them because they're not gonna be ready for it. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and I think a lot of people listening to this can really relate to the overhelping. And it comes from a good place, but then it creates the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. Hmm. All right. And any other any other successes or changes that you want to call out? I I would tell everyone to take this course. There has
0: been people that I've stared at in awe and on idolized growing up, just being successful people and having it seem like they have it all together. And I'm always, how do they handle those situations so calmly? How do they stay productive? How do they keep the motivation? And I would always almost envy them. And I thought those books or some podcasts might change it and would always just be like, okay, it's not going to be me. I'm going to have to always fake it. And you know, you have that imposter syndrome where you feel like, gosh, I, everyone else, does everyone else think I'm good at this? Because I don't. So it was, it's so cool to now say I do have the confidence and I am that person that I idolized. I do have the skills now where I'm constantly at a neutral state or a happy state now and don't let people affect me as much. It's almost like a a bubble. <laughs> it's, it's a cool
1: feeling that I never thought I would have. I'm so happy for you. So in less than three months, you've gone from anxious imposter to running the agency with confidence, which is not just a gift to you and to your, your employees, but to your boss, who is yeah. trying to, trying to <laughs> take a step back and not knowing if this was going to work out. Yeah. Um, what else? Am I? I'm just... What other pieces of advice do you have for anybody who's struggling with this and has been trying to fix this on their own and, uh, just doesn't know if they're ever going to be able to change this?
0: Yeah. I want to give them a hug first, (laughs) like, in all honesty, because that journey is so self-destructive and you just are, you feel alone and you're definitely not alone. There's so many people now that I know going through the same stuff, i I would say this is the best investment you could give yourself. Like you have to invest in yourself and be ready. It's not the easiest journey because you definitely get raw and real with yourself and then come to terms with some things that you know you have to internally fix. But it is so worth the work because I love where I'm at now, and I never thought I'd be able to say that.
1: I'm so happy for you. I'm mm-hmm. so happy for you. And <laughs> my last question. I mean, The daughter is coming. Yeah. How are you going to be a different mom to your daughter than you would have been? I'm I'm
0: so excited to one now know my own emotions and how to control them. So I'm not gonna be that mom that's screaming or yelling instantly at them. You know, I'm gonna, okay, let's take a process, you know. This she spilt something that's gonna happen. Like let's fix it together so she can learn versus yelling at her that she did something wrong because I now know that that doesn't work. (laughs) And I want, I have so many tools to teach her on how to handle her own emotions. And the frequency chart is probably one of my favorites. And if nobody knows, they should go look at it because it's so nice. And I think I'm going to use that on, especially when she can start communicating when she's having a tantrum. Okay. Where do you feel? Do you feel angry? Do you want to feel happy right now? Let's figure out how to get you to happy. And I think that's going to be so nice for her cuz I never knew my emotions. I was not allowed to have emotions growing up. They had to be perfect and happy. So it's nice to teach her that it is okay to have her feelings but how to overcome them.
1: I'm so excited for both of you, all of you, your whole household. Um as a mom of a 16-year-old, I I think the greatest gift I have given my child is Just me being at the frequency I am. Yeah. And allowing them to be them. And I just, it's night and day when you parent from this frequency with these tools. It is night and day what happens in your life. And our kids, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a kid in the era of social media. And now we add AI to it. And I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but I'm just saying it was one thing, you know, I grew up, I'm younger than you, older than you by far. Um, (laughs) So I grew up in the seventies when, you know, we had latchkey kids and stuff like that, but it was so easy and it was still hard. It was so hard to be a kid and a teenager. And now the challenges that they're in. So you are going to create this bubble of sanity and love and presence, just like you've done in your household with the teenager who now feels safe emotionally, psychologically safe, that you're not going to try and judge him or fix him. You're going to have that bubble in your house and it is going to make the world of difference. And your daughter is going to be a change leader instead of, you know, a victim of the environment.
0: I'm so happy. I didn't even think about it like
1: that. I can't wait. Thank you for all of this. Thank you for coming and sharing your story and for being courageous and fun and just a light. I'm so grateful for, and I'm so happy for all your employees too, because their lives are going to be changed now because of you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and we greatly appreciate your favorable review to let us know we're helping you become a more brilliant version of yourself
1: by listening in.